The biggest hurdle between me and eating healthy, delicious meals for lunch is decision fatigue. Honestly, by the time lunchtime rolls around, I've already made like a thousand decisions from what my toddler should wear to how much I want to argue with her about how you have to brush your teeth in the morning, you know? <laughs> for sure, for sure. No, I absolutely agree. And like I have taken to doing meal preps or like buying a bunch of ready to eat meals to like heat up quickly. And I recently tried Factor. And let me tell you, Factor is like 12,000 steps above and beyond any ready to meet eat meal I have ever tried before. That's right. Eating better is easy with Factor's delicious ready to eat meals. Every fresh, never frozen meal is chef curated, dietitian approved, and ready to go in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. And there are more than 60 add ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. What are you waiting for? Get started and get after your goals. I tried the two-minute meals where I could fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat wherever you are. And they also offer pancakes, smoothies, and more. There's a wide variety of easy options throughout the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Plus, there's no prep and no mess. Factor meals are ready to heat and eat, so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup required. Factor is also flexible for your schedule. You can get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. Factor is the perfect solution when you're looking for fast premium options with no cooking required. And you don't want to make any more decisions because you're exhausted, like me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Factor is less expensive than takeout and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Head to factormeals.com slash justbreakup50 and use code justbreakup50 to get 50% off. That's code justbreakup50 at factormeals.com slash justbreakup50 to get 50% off. Welcome to Just Break Up, the podcast about love, heartbreak, and all the relationship advice you don't want to hear. My name is Sierra DeMolder. And I'm Sam Blackwell. And today we're going to answer a letter from somebody who wants to just break up or maybe doesn't want to just break up. Hard to tell. But before we begin, we just want to give you our Surgeon General's warning, which is that Sierra and I are not licensed mental health practitioners. No, we are honestly barely professionals at this podcast. Like... <laughs> I've had internet issues this whole week. We don't have any, you know, degrees in relationship advice. Nope. So please take all of our thoughts as you see fit in your life. We are just here to offer our humble and unaccredited musings to hopefully shed some understanding and maybe some laughs about the incredibly rewarding but mostly confusing experience that is love. All right, I'm going to dive into today's letter. It's from In a Bit of a Funk, whose pronouns are he, him, who is writing to us from Conflictedville, Florida. They write, apologies in advance if this is long. I have a tendency to overexplain. I'll just get right into it. I have been with my boyfriend, Jack, for three years, and we have lived together for eight months in a mother-in-law suite on my parents' house. I've been feeling unsure about our relationship recently, partly because I want to figure out my identity and who I am outside of this relationship. I think I've realized that I'm not just gay, and I want to explore this, and partly because I'm questioning if Jack is really the right person for me. I've been in serious relationships since I was 16 with my ex prior to Jack being emotionally abusive. Jack is loving, 
passionate, and only wants the best for me. But as time goes on, I'm starting to see more differences between us that I don't quite love. Our lives and families are so enmeshed together now that the thought of separating him feels harrowing. My niece and nephew call him uncle. My family loves him and his family loves me. It feels so selfish to want to break up with him to focus on myself. But at my core, I think this might really be what I want. I've thought about bringing up the idea of him possibly getting a place of his own nearby. We both work from home, which is tough in our small space. Plus, I'm still working on paying off some debt while he's not paying rent living here and his income is over double the amount that I make so he'd be able to afford it. Part of me wants to try this and continue to date in that way before jumping in to the extreme of breaking up with him. I've never dated him in this way. It's only been long distance or living together. So this thought excited me as it would give me time to work on myself and also give myself more time to figure out what I really wanted with my relationship with Jack. But things I read online make me question my true intentions and if this is just a slow and less immediate way of breaking up with him. Something Sam said in a previous episode stuck with me, and it's that I need to separate the meta feelings or the feelings about my feelings from my true feelings. I have been trying to work on this, but it's hard to really distinguish how I'm feeling when my inner voice feels so fractured. I guess I'm just seeking permission to act on my feelings, validation, advice from YouTube wise and seasoned love experts, LOL. LOL for sure. <laughs> uh, seasoned love experts. I, I disagree with half of that. I am very seasoned. You are seasoned. You're spicy. I'm a little spicy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm feeling so stuck and I'm having a hard time communicating these feelings to Jack. I don't want to hurt him, but I really... I'm feeling like I want space to find myself. Do I ask him to move out or bite the bullet and break up with him despite how scary this feels? I'm beginning to feel so trapped and frustrated with myself for this feeling this way. Are there other options? I've tried asking for space, but I never really get it. WWSASD, what would Sam and Sierra do? Thank you so much for reading and I hope you are both doing well. All right. Uh, funky, thank you for writing to us uh, and asking us this question. I'm sorry that you're feeling so trapped, and I'm sorry that the mm-hmm. the I'm sorry that it feels like there are kind of no good options for you in this moment, right? It's like either just swallow your feelings and continue in this relationship in the way that it's working, and um, that doesn't feel very good. Breaking up and you know ending something that otherwise seemed to be going really well until this like sort of trapped feeling started coming up and hurting him, uh, you know, disrupting the family structure that y'all have. Um, or this like in between thing where it's like, we kind of move apart from each other while recognizing that like lots of people online have some feelings about whether or not that's a good thing for you to be doing. Um, Mm. just a tricky situation. Right. And it, it makes sense to me that you're feeling like you're in a funk because, you know, whenever we feel like we don't have any good options in front of us, like that is a really normal response to feel like we have, um, to be in that funk, to feel like we're, we're sad with what's going on. So 
Sierra and I are going to also be two people on the internet who are going to offer you some opinions <laughs> on your relationship. Um, but just want to sort of name that, that what we really want for you is to be happy, um, to feel like you can be who you are and understand yourself and your identity mm -hmm. um, and recognize that sometimes trying to find that happiness, that contentment um, isn't as easy as it might seem. So we're going to get into some advice and some thoughts in just a second. But before that, we're going to take a quick break. All right, y'all know that Sam and I record every single episode of Just Break Up virtually. So I literally see this beautiful person on Zoom like multiple times a week. And every time Sam pops up into Zoom, I comment on their outfit. And I swear, like 99% of the time, I'm like, oh my God, that outfit is so cute. Where did you get it? Sam says quince. You too can upgrade your wardrobe with luxury essentials at unbeatable prices. Quince is here to transform the way you shop with a range of high quality items priced within reach. That's right. They have 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14 karat gold jewelry. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middle person and passes that saving on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Y'all have heard me talk about my leather bag that I use as both a laptop bag and a diaper bag. And I love it because, <laughs> love it. <laughs> honestly, it looks really cute in every single circumstance that I use it. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash just break up for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E.com slash just break up to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash just break up. All right, head and heart workers, you know, I'm all about tackling our money shame and becoming fiscally empowered, regardless of how much money we make or how much debt we have. I think it's such a crucial step in our own self-acceptance and empowerment. That's why I love that today's episode is sponsored by Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. With Rocket Money, you can see all of your subscriptions in one place. And if you see something you don't want, you can just cancel it with a tap. You never have to get on the phone with customer service. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled unwanted subscriptions. And listen, we always talk to you about like conflict styles and open and honest communications, but honestly, save your energy and get Rocket Money to cancel those subscriptions for you. <laughs> Stop wasting yeah. you money. You don't need to practice that. Yeah. <laughs> we don't need to do head and heart work with like customer service representatives. You know what I mean? Like just like... 
Use the middle person. <laughs> Just get Rocket Money in there to help you do what you need to do. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. That's rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. Rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. All right, my darling, thank you for writing and for trusting us with this letter. Um, yeah, you know, I think what Sam said was perfect that like, we ultimately want you to be happy. And a huge goal of Just Break Up has been trying to make more space or give more permission or, you know, We've just been trying to make people trust their intuition more and to feel emboldened to ask for what they want or to listen to their instincts or, or whatever. So that is ultimately what I'm going to be telling you is, you know, I'd love to imagine a world in which we were all able to like validate our feelings, <laughs> you know, like what would that actual world look like sure. <laughs> if we didn't constantly, you know, negate or second guess or suppress our, our inner desires or, you know, our needs because we, of whatever we've been taught or out of fear of hurting people or whatever. Mm -hmm. Honestly, I think it would like, I think the pendulum would swing, <laughs> you know, I think right now it's too much to one side where we're really, where we aren't validating our needs and the pendulum might swing where we just become like huge selfish a-holes all the time to everyone all the time. But I, I don't think that uh -huh. we are that as humans. Like I think that, I think that the appropriate nuance needs to be applied when we talk about this. We're not talking about being a selfish asshole and acting on all of your desires. We're just talking about being able to listen to yourself and your intuition and say, Hmm, this is enough for me to make a decision. I don't need to prove its validity to other people. I don't need to look on the internet. I know that I'm unhappy right now. I know this isn't the relationship I want to be in. I know I want to look elsewhere or whatever it is. That's just what I'm saying, because I think it's so I think it's so wild and relatable that we, that we're not good at that. We're not, I remember, I remember when I was in a relationship, like one of the more serious relationships in my life, I was like so blatantly unhappy in that relationship, but I denied myself the permission to leave it um, because of a million things, because this person was really kind and, and I loved him and, and we had like a shared vision and my family loved him and all of these things. And I, at the same time, I remember a friend telling me that they were breaking up with their partner, uh, like while I was in this unhappy relationship. And she remembers, I remember her saying something like, yeah, I just told her that it it wasn't working and I, I wasn't in it uh, and that I couldn't I couldn't be good to her anymore and that like I needed something else. And I remember being so shocked that that was like that she just gave herself permission that to simple? end a long term yeah. relationship. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember sure. being like, what? Like you can just do that, you know? <laughs> um, so, yeah, like, let's just imagine a world in which. Um, you don't need to write to, I'm mean, like, I'm so glad you did write to us, but what if everything you just said to us is true? Mm. 
and real yep. and valid. Yeah, no, absolutely. What happens now? I think that that's, that's so true. And I think, you know, this, this idea around like separating the meta feelings from the feelings is I think about like getting into our understanding of ourselves and our intuition, right? Like I know that you're feeling like everything is so fractured. And I also, I, I want to name for you what I'm hearing from you about what your actual feelings about this relationship are, which is that you're feeling trapped, right? Like you're feeling suffocated by whatever is happening. You're feeling like you need more space to yourself because you feel like you're losing yourself from this. And you still really love this person, right? Like you still want this person to be part of your life. And then there are all these other feelings that are coming on top of those, which is like guilt about feeling this way, right? This anxiety about making the wrong decision or not trusting that this is like an okay thing for you to be feeling, right? Like this, this fear of disappointing other people in your life, right? Like those stuff, that stuff is like coming as a secondary sort of wave to try and dismiss or belittle, I think, the important feelings that you're feeling, like the important thing that your body and your heart is trying to tell you, which isn't that Jack is a terrible person and you need to run away from him, right? Even though that's maybe like what the meta feelings are kind of telling you is what you're saying, but instead saying like, this is just not working for me. I'm unhappy, right? I'm feeling trapped, which are all understandable and beautiful emotions to be feeling, even if they are challenging and difficult and mean something might need to change about what your relationship looks like. And so I'm, I'm here to tell you, like Sierra said, I think that like something needs to change. Like, I don't think that the way that this is functioning currently is going to be successful for you as an individual or for your relationship with Jack, whether that's something that you want to continue with. Um, and I, and I also want to name, right. That like, I know that people online have a lot of feelings about other people's relationships. Sierra and I started an entire podcast <laughs> to do that. <laughs> so like, this is a little bit like the pot calling the kettle black. Conversation. <laughs> I'm laughing at the conversation we had before we pressed record all about how, like, we didn't want to share our very strong feelings about <laughs> like, particular letter that we're not answering. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Uh, because <laughs> people on the internet have lots of strong opinions about, you know, their worldview of hurting people and whatever. I know. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. As you're saying. And I know, but I think it's like, I don't think it's unreasonable for you to say we went from long distance to living with each other literally every day. And that is too much of a transition for me, right? Like, I think that's such a reasonable yes, thing to, that's beautiful. you know what I mean? Like, it's not yeah. like, it's not like you're like, you've been, you know, basically living together for four months and now you're moved in and you're like, what's happening, right? Like, this is a huge transition with somebody who you haven't been in prolonged space with. And I think it's reasonable for you to think and, and maybe even enact the idea of like, what does it look like for us to live closer but not together for a period of time to see what it looks like for us to develop a relationship with each other that isn't as extreme as we don't, we met, you know, like we've been long distance this whole time and now we're living together in what sounds like a very small space. Like that doesn't seem unreasonable to me. The people on the internet might, but like as a person who tries to live in nuance and understands that like 
people have unique experiences that maybe aren't exactly like mine, right? Like, I think that it makes a lot of sense that you would want to say, like, can we try something different? And guess what? I know of relationships who have done things like this, who have taken a break, who have moved into something different, a different iteration of what their relationship looks like. And like, it's worked for them. Whoopi Goldberg will not allow a man to live in her house ever again, right? Like, I, there are lots of different ways of being in relationship, friends, <laughs> that we can, we don't have to all follow the same pattern. Yes, all of that. I will... I will end on affirming you, but I'm going to speak to a couple things that I bet you fucking $50 or, or all the money in my bank account, which is like $59. (laughs) (laughs) What, um, what the internet was saying, like, you know, that if people want to, you know, if people are having doubts about their relationship and they want to take a break or they want to move out or change their living situation, that they're just... Uh, preventing the inevitable or, or whatever, or that you're just, you know, I bet the internet was accusing you of wanting to explore and be with other people instead of actually working on your relationship. You know, the internet has many opinions as do we. (laughs) We do. Um, Let me just, let me just give you some tangible advice about how to move forward on this before I end by just reminding you yet again that your feelings are real and valid and something needs to shift, you know, in your relationship dynamic. First, I want to ask you sincerely and have you genuinely reflect on why you feel as though you cannot explore who you are within the parameters of this relationship. Mm, yeah. I have said this myself and I've read it in so many of our letters and I re- and. I remember the moment that I realized like why I think people second guess when people are like, I just need to figure out myself, you know, and I can't do it in this relationship is because we assume that like figuring out yourself often looks like dating other people or like experiencing new things sexually or whatever. And I don't know what your exploration into yourself needs to be. And I think any of that is real, you know, and reasonable. Um, I needed to like sleep with women to reconnect with my queerness, you know, (laughs) that is real. That is a tangible line that connects to those things. And also I know that in my past relationships, I had a lot of codependent behaviors. I felt really smothered by them because I didn't know how to have an identity within a relationship outside of that relationship. Do you know what I mean? Like I didn't know how to have hobbies or to maintain my friendships or to um, pursue new things. I didn't know how to be independent in the relationship. So then of course I felt smothered. Of course I felt like I needed to end the relationship that made me that I liked because I didn't know how to go out without them. I didn't know how to stay home without them. I didn't know how to make friends without them. I didn't know how to pursue hobbies without my partner. So I just want to say that, like, I want to ask you, why don't you think you can explore who you are within this relationship? Also like your queerness, like I want to also just explicitly say it's totally okay. If you feel like you need to explore your, the parameters of your queerness and your sexuality and your identity, outside of the realm of this relationship or with other people that might look different than your partner. That makes sense to me. Like that's literally 
experimenting, and I use that word intentionally and with the positive connotation instead of the normal negative one. And I wonder what it would look like if you said to your partner, like, I'm having these feelings. Can we just explore them in conversation? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Um, uh, not that you have to do that. I'm just offering you other things to think about. The other thing I want you to think about is when you have asked for space, what did that asking look like? Was it explicit? And why wasn't it received or, or, or granted? I'm really curious, like, were you truly saying like, I need space or were you, you know, stomping off after an argument or, you know, not, I, I don't mean that in a negative way, but like, I, so I, I know that I'm guilty of like not being explicit about my needs when I'm feeling stressed about my emotions, when I'm feeling confused about what I'm allowed to feel, those needs come out in bad ways, you know? So, and also I'm concerned that if you have directly asked for space, that your partner hasn't given it to you, you know? Um, I want to know those two things. Well, and also like I will name for myself too, right? Like I am somebody who also knows that I need space too. And I'm also terrible at asking for it, right? Like, yeah. you know, like it's like, yes, I've asked for space and then I don't get it. And it's because like, I haven't, I, I haven't carved out the space that I need in order. Like I've been expecting it to just like my partner to figure it out, like into it. Anticipate yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. And it's like, no, actually, I have to do a double hard thing, which is first name that I need space and then also <laughs> ask for it when I need yeah. it, right? Like intentionally like disappoint, quote unquote, my partner by saying like, I'm not going to come with you to that event. Actually, I'm going to stay home and spend some time on my own, right? Or I'm going to go out and do my own thing for the next few hours or whatever it needs because, because part of it isn't that my partner isn't open to the idea of me taking space. It's that like, I'm so strung up on my own feelings about what taking space means that I don't do it for myself. So I want to like name that that might also be something here and that it might not be your partner not, not like giving you space, but just like your partner can't like read your mind and know what space looks like for you or what it is or what you need or when you need it. Right. Like you do have to do that for yourself. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I was saying uh, or what I was trying to get at. Um, the last thing I just want to say is if you, while doing all this self-reflection and you are validating your desires and your instincts and you're, and you're, you're acting on them and you're saying this is all real, if you then decide that this is not the relationship that you want or that you want it to look different in some way, you know, putting the hurt under a rolling pin and spreading it out doesn't make it less hurt. You know, it doesn't lessen it. I think that's, I'm guessing this is another thing people are saying on the internet that like, you know, moving out and, and creating a different parameters for a relationship that you may potentially just feel like isn't the right relationship for you does not i think the goal would be that there's it's kind it's kinder to be direct in the moment if that makes sense that can't i don't that can't always happen right because sometimes we need to explore a situation or new parameters 
or or shift things up in our relationship in order for us to see what we truly want. Like, I don't think you're a selfish or a bad partner to to try a next step. You know what I mean? To I don't think that you're breaking up in steps. Right. I think that you are exploring this relationship and seeing what new parameters do to shift the dynamic for you. And also remember, you will always hurt people. That is a part of love and life and connection is that that hurt is inevitable. Like we can do what we can, everything in our power to be as generous and empathetic and thoughtful and strategic about how we make our life choices, but disappointing other people or hurting them or having our, the visions for our relationships not match up. That's, that's, that's part of life. So I want you to think about the fact that that hurt may be inevitable when you're making these decisions. It's okay for you to explore. It's a, it's okay. It, honestly, I think what Sam said before about like, you know, it makes a lot of sense that you might need more space and that like moving in after however many years of long distance might not have been the best next step. So like maybe just moving out is the right next step. Um, but don't act within this relationship, trying to avoid hurt, act with clarity and intention and, and thoughtfulness and compassion, but not to just avoid it. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? No, absolutely. I, I, I totally, no, I agree with everything that you said. Um, because, because hurt is inevitable, right? Like we are going to disappoint people. We are going to um, do things that aren't in alignment with what our people would want from us exactly, right? Because we're all different people trying to figure out what it means to be in relationship with each other. Um, and, right, like this, if this is somebody that you don't want to be with, if this relationship is not working for you, then like delaying the hurt through a series of steps isn't going to make it hurt less. It's just going to delay it. So, um, yeah, all this to say that this is, a really challenging situation to be in, right? It's all this to say, good luck. <clears throat> yeah, no, honestly, it's it's like a little bit like, uh, you know, uh, these types of situations are never easy, um, and you know that's why it's important to really be doing what you need to do to support yourself, to care for yourself, to remember also that Jack is a human as well; that he's not your enemy. He's just somebody who's relationship with you isn't working in the way that you would like it to. Um, and that we're as humans are capable of making hard choices in pursuit of something that we think is going to be more nutritious for us. And, and that you are capable of doing that even in this moment where you feel like there's no good option in front of you. So we're here with you. Um, and we trust you to make the right decision for yourself based on the relationship that you're in. Yeah, absolutely. We love you. Thanks for writing. All right. That brings us to the blind date segment of the show. Every Friday, we like to shout out something that we love that we want to set you up with. And this week, we are sending you home with a movie. It's called uh, The Boy and the Heron. Uh, it is a Studio Ghibli film. So Studio Ghibli does like or did um, Howl's Moving Castle and Ponyo and Spirited Away. Fun, fun, um, fun. I absolutely love all of their movies. Um, I've seen every single one of them. I am obsessed with them. 
And this is the newest one that is coming out or that came out recently called The Boy and the Heron. Uh, It's about a um, young man in uh, wartime Japan whose mother passes and he moves out to the country. And it's a film about grief and understanding who you are and full of magical creatures and weird adventures. Um, It's beautiful and sad. Uh, I cried. It was uh, a wonderful movie. And it's by um, uh, Miyazaki, who was the person who um, did a number of the most famous Studio Ghibli movies, one of the sort of progenitors of it. Uh, And it's just wonderful. He came out of retirement, so they make this movie, and it's absolutely beautiful. Um, Go see it in theaters if you feel comfortable and want to, because it was a a wonderful experience to see it with other people. Um, But I would definitely recommend checking it out. It's called The Boy and the Heron, and it is in theaters now. Oh, I don't know if I can take that, but it sounds so good. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it's amazing. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Remember, if you want more content from us, you can always support us on Patreon. If you support us on Patreon for as little as $5 a month, you'll get an additional bonus weekly episode as well as access to our, our office hours, which is when we hop on Zoom with all of our patrons and answer questions and talk about fun things. Uh, we're trying to get 100 patrons this month, January 2024. So if you haven't signed up yet and have been thinking about it, now's the time. That's patreon.com slash pod. You can slide into our DM, send us your favorite relationship meme, but most importantly, you can submit your questions about all matters of the heart at justbreakuppod.com, which is also where you can find our merchandise. Please remember to like, follow, subscribe, give us a five-star rating and review. This literally keeps our mics on and helps us reach more brokenhearted souls who need two random strangers giving them relationship advice. Just Break Up is a production of Duvid Media original music, recording, editing, producing all magical things by our good friend, Spencer Worth Davis. Make sure to check out his podcast and his music. And remember, it is impossible to move through this world without disappointing people. We will not always be in alignment with the desires and needs of the people around us. It's important to move through life with empathy and compassion and a generous spirit. And also it is an impossible expectation that we put on ourselves that we won't hurt people by being ourselves. So let's get rid of that expectation and be a little bit compassionate and be a little kinder to ourselves in this new year. And if all else fails, just break up.